Hey everyone, and welcome to the Anukai Tree. I'm your producer, Mr. Sykes, and I'm here with your host, Jip Jack on the attack. And the topic of tonight's episode is the difference between gender and sexuality. Um, this is something that um, a lot of people have been interested to learn more about. Um, something that we've asked um, some of our friends on Facebook about. And tonight we're coming to you um, about what our thoughts about the meaning of gender and sexuality. Um, where they intersect, where they don't. Because um, they don't always. They don't always. And um, what certain things mean in terms of even um, romance and attraction. So I guess we'll, we'll just get into it. Well, first off, I would like to say that sometimes like we do not adhere to language as strictly as we should. I know we're trying to head towards a society that is without labels, and that's cute and everything. But until we get there, we need to actually adhere to labels that we have assigned to things way more strictly. Um, and that will allow levels of nuance that we just do not we just do not exploit. And I say exploit on purpose because if we exploited these nuances, we would get a um, gain a greater understanding of each other as a whole. So that being said, I asked the question early on Facebook, what do, do, um, is straight the same as heterosexual? Is gay the same as homosexual? And for the most part, the few people that responded, um, it's a resounding no. It's they're not, and they're absolutely right. So I was very pleased to understand that I, at least I know folk who get it. Um, to be straight is a conflation of a of a million things, and the same thing with being gay. These are names that are based on social constructs, um, visibility, and um, how someone acts more than it is about how, who, and what genitalia a person enjoys, right? Homo, the, when it comes to the word sexual, once you put sexual on something, that's when we're talking more about things that are pointed towards biological sex, right? So... When we say certain things like, um, and this is, might be controversial, so bear with me as we break it down. I'm just going to tell you what it is, and then we're going to break it down. Um, when we say things like, men that are attracted to trans women are still straight, that is absolutely true. Now, a man that's attracted to a trans woman might not necessarily be heterosexual because he might indeed indulge in sex organs that do not oppose his own. Understand? So this is when these nuances would begin to paint broader pictures and allow us to understand each other better because a lot of you believe that straight means heterosexual, therefore you miss out on the parts of gender, not biological sex, that straightness points to. And the same thing with gayness. There is a wider array of things within those shorter, more simplified, more colloquialized phrases, straight and gay, that encompass what it means to be either one of those 
that something as strict and specific as heterosexual and homosexual do not point towards. You have anything, babe? Um, no, not at the moment. Okay, so that being said, if we break these words down and even maybe stop using words like straight and gay, because again, somebody on Facebook said very poignantly that there's a lot of performance involved in straightness and gayness and perceived performance involved in straightness and gayness, i.e. straightness um, has this lean on, for men anyway, this lean on masculinity as a necessity, and for women, this lean on femininity as a necessity. Um, This lean on just, like, overall, like, not indulging in phallic things. Like, Like, straight niggas don't eat bananas. Straight niggas don't wipe their ass. There's so, so many rules. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, like there's all these rules applied. You can't applied. dance. You can't sing. You can't um, cry. Some, you can't. You can't cry. Apparently now you can't eat pussy because that's too submissive. Somebody said on the Twitters. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I don't like eating pussy. That feel like it's too submissive for me. It's gay. News just in. Eating pussy is gay. Like. I can't, okay? But end of the day, these are the things, these are the social constructs around straightness that make straightness what it is and heterosexuality something literally different. You know what I'm saying? Like, somebody who claims heterosexuality is probably, a man anyway, who claims sexual heterosexuality is probably eating some pussy because he understands that regardless, y'all want to be straight, fine. I fuck with cis women because I want vagina in and around my entire being. Or like one of the prime examples that like gets that gets brought up online a lot is um, straight men um, or heterosexual men or even heterosexual women asking if you finger if if these are two like cishet people indulging in a consensual sex act and like you put a finger up a man's butt. Is that gay, or does that make him gay? Or if he desires that finger up his butt while engaging in sex with a woman, is that indeed quote unquote, like quote unquote gay? I would say these are definitely straight people that don't understand the difference, right. not just heterosexual. These are straight people. people, and yeah, essentially, if you are having sex as a man with a woman and she puts a finger up your butt, you are still having heterosexual sex, okay. If a cis woman and a cis man get together and she puts a strap on on and bangs that booty out, y'all are still having heterosexual sex, period, okay? Now, are you having straight sex? No, because straight people do not indulge in butt play from well, while the men, while, um, from the man's perspective getting any anal pleasure. See what, what about I'm saying? Universe? What about, like, um, getting, like... Having having anal sex with like a woman. What do you mean? Is would that be considered like straight sex? Be more specific. Like if, um. Are you talking about the woman bottoming? Well, like if a cishet man like inserts his penis into, into a woman's a, anus. Yes. Straight men love anal from that perspective. So yes, it would also absolutely be considered heterosexual sex, right? So this is where now. What if he prefers anal sex with women over vaginal sex? Is that does that blur the lines? Nope. 
you're still straight because end of the day you are acting as a man by sticking your phallus into an orifice that is attached to a and women this is not a word that i'm using in the way the hotels use it into a female okay you, you you're sticking your phallus into an orifice attached to a cis woman so therefore you are considered straight it's when the roles are reversed. It's when he has the opportunity to open mm. his legs to get his butt ate. Is when he has the opportunity to, you know what I'm saying, even again, quote unquote, submit himself to eating pussy. Like it's when it's it's this idea for men anyway, straight men, being that they gotta be in positions of power in all regards over cis women specifically. Right? Now Again, how this applies to trans women is that, again, if a man identifies as straight, he is in love or attracted to the feminine form and the feminine aspect of life and the feminine spirit, okay, and the divine feminine in all its shapes and forms. If he's not allowing himself the, um, if, if, if he's not, if he's not, pigeonholing himself to the toxic parts of what it means to be straight, okay? Now, if we get out of these terms straight or gay, right? And gay would be essentially the opposite. Somebody who, uh, uh, somebody who's attracted to things that are similar gendered and similar, um, similar sex organ and there's a lot of this performative idea or this perceived idea of performative femininity on men and um, performative masculinity on, on women and all of this shit that essentially directly opposes straightness and essentially allows straight people who have straight privilege to other gay and queer people. Now, if we get out of these terms straight or gay, which is the part where you, the trap comes and people will start to sound things like transphobic and people will start to sound things like toxic masculine and all kinds of things like that. If we get out of that language and separate the things that make these things what they are, which are sexuality, sexual orientation, difference, and romance then we can actually have the conversation about the combination of things that builds an individual, right? So there is this thing going around talking about men, and we, uh, you know, we try to uplift women this 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 year, but sometimes it's going to mean bringing men down a peg. Um, where we women are, I don't want to say now realizing, but now voicing um, the fact that a lot of cis men out here don't really like women. They, they use them for their sexual proclivities and they enjoy sex with women. Um, some might even give a fuck about whether a woman has an orgasm. But nine times out of ten, these men do not like women. And what that means and what you realize is that a lot of these men are heterosexual and homoromantic. They love their brothers. Bros Before Holes is about romance. Bromance is this thing that y'all wanted to coin to not really talk about how straight men would rather spend their every waking moment with their male counterparts than go home, have sex with their women, have them feed her, have, have them feed him, 
etc. and take care of him and then go the fuck back outside and chill and smoke with the niggas. But yeah, the prime example of that is the dudes that be hugging the block all day long and you know they got a girl and they're not selling drugs or anything. They just be outside chilling, like smoking. They might go play basketball. They might hit the gym and then go back to the block or be in a nigga basement playing 2K or whatever only to go back to the girl at 1, 2 o'clock in the morning to fuck for like 20, 30 minutes and then like do the same thing all over again. That's definitely homoromantic because you you don't enjoy the company of women. You don't. If you don't enjoy the company of women, who you whose company are you enjoying? Exactly. So end of the day, these men be in your bed loving on the things that you can do for their bodies, but they're not emotionally available to you. They don't um stimulate your mind because they don't have conversation basic conversation with you. They don't indulge or want to go on dates with you. They don't want to watch none of the shit that you want to watch on TV. They don't want to... Whatever. You know what I'm saying? They don't, don't... And for, like, there could be many reasons. Like, there's a lot of men out here that... Because, like, their masculinity has been ingrained with toxicity. Oh, like, I'm not going to sit and watch Love and Hip Hop with you because that's girl shit. Or da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And, like, have these very, like, straightness. These very strict standards and rules to things they can't do with. But, like... And I hear tons of women say, oh, like, he's not romantic. He's not romantic with you. Right. He's like, men crave romance. Men crave that type of intimacy and want it. But many times, like, we don't have the space in the way that our society is built for that to be a thing. Like, most people don't have the language to say, yes, I'm heterosexual and homoromantic. And then, like, there's also, I guess, levels. would they? Mm. There's also levels to that. As in the way that some people, like for instance, I'm pansexual and had, had well, considering like my gender identity, I'm heteroromantic because like I'm strictly dickly for the most part. Um, but I do like engage with sex acts with like women and people who are um, femme identified and things like that and um, on the trans spectrum. But at the end of the day, like, the romance, like the romance part, comes in with like with men. Like I, on, like I'm probably gonna only be in a romantic relationship with a man, and I'm aware and cognizant of that. Where then, but there's also diff, like different levels to that where people take their friendships and use that to replace, I guess, for lack of a better word, the romantic aspects that they would have. And I, I find that way more. Co- well, no, that's not true. Um, never mind. Um, and that's common in also the gay world as well. Whereas, like, there'll be a lot of gay men that only have female friends. Like, they don't befriend other gay men, like, they just fuck them. And all that, like, the romance part they get from there, like, they go out and drink with their girls and brunch with them and love and hip-hop and kiki and whatever, and all that romance they get from their female friends. So those are people that I would call um, homosexual and heteroromantic. Boom. It happens. And we know a lot of gay men that are like that, and I know somebody out there listening just had an oh shit moment, like, that's me. Whereas I, whereas I know myself to be pan-romantic, 
Meaning I could be in relationship with the entire gender spectrum. Like it does not matter who you are on the inside. It don't matter if you're a trans woman. It don't matter if you're a trans man. It don't matter if you're a cis woman or a cis man. But I'm very homosexual. Meaning that the sex organs for the most part need to match mine. Period. Now as a person on the trans spectrum as a two-spirited person, um, you know, this gets people a little up in arms because they think that I'm saying that somebody's sexual orientation has to do with biological sex, and that is not it. Sexual orientation is about psychological gender. Sexuality is about the things that have to do literally with DNA. So, like, people who... Okay, let's bring up Tank being trans-attracted or, or Malik Yoba being trans-attracted. Do we have to? These are straight men. These are straight men. You know what I'm saying? Now, they don't if want it. They, if they, well, they don't. They don't want. They don't want masculinity. Yeah. They don't want. They don't want perceived maleness. Understand? Now, if any of these trans women that they dated, or any of these trans women that they seen have penises, and they are into that, they might be bisexual. See what I'm saying? They're hetero romantic. And bisexual. Mm-hmm. Because again, when we're talking about biological sex, we do indeed mean sex organs. And it shouldn't be considered phobic or anything of that nature to speak on these nuances thusly. Just like it's not phobic to make a distinction between trans women and cis women, trans men and cis men. This is where that distinction comes into play. Now... What is between somebody's legs is nobody's fucking business until it becomes your business. So let's make sure that we understand and advocate for the fact that mind your business unless that person is making it your business. Mm -hmm. Okay? It don't cost you nothing. It don't cost you nothing to mind your business. So if 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 you find yourself attracted to a trans woman, right, as as a cis male that posits themselves straight, and heterosexual, right? And they reveal to you that they're trans and that they might be pre-op or might not want to have an op or whatever have you. From there, your own sexual proclivities will kick in. If you can then see what's going on beyond their, um, their, what they were assigned at birth, their biological sex, which is not their gender and still want to have the sex act with them, then you must therefore understand that you are not heterosexual, you are bisexual. Now, this also comes into play where you, if you engage in those, um, in, in those organs as well, if you still refuse to engage in those organs and only deal in the orifice, you're still heterosexual. Ugh, confused. I know. But if you refuse, if you're not a person that can get off by indulging in anybody's phallus as a as a male, as a cis male, then you are heterosexual, and that is that. 
if you love on women and the and perceived womanhood and the female form and the divine feminine, you are straight because of the gender implications of that sexual orientation. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to add something. A lot of people may say, well, Patrick, do you feel that like friendship isn't a thing? Um because of the way I presented, like, romance. And I'm going to say that inter, like, gender friendship is not really a thing unless people are really clear about their gender identity and that's fully expressed and it's fully expressed through, like, their mind, body, and spirit. Now, what I mean to say is typically, like, in the capitalist, like, white patri- uh, white supremacist patriarchal world we have, men do not know how to be f- friends with women and vice versa. Women are placed in a space where it's for, like, sexual concept, con- concept, conquest, and sort of um, matrimony. Like, boys are shunned away from playing with girls, playing with anything that's considered, like, girl things, like, being around too many girls when we're young, like, a lot of social things. So, like, when men get into a space with women, it's automatically either, like, they're engaging for, like, some sort of, like, sex, like sexual or, rom- like, romantic um, interaction, but we don't, we haven't had, like, the time and the space to learn how to be friends with women, in, like, a genuine place. So I'm going to say in, like, heterosexual, hetero, like, heteroromantic relations, that doesn't really exist. And even, like, when a man is gay, he still might not really know how to be friends with women unless, like, he like unless he's aware of certain things about, the like, the femininity within himself. Period. Um, so, I'm, that, that, like, that's a no. And that's not something that I believe that can't change. It's that we just have to work on it. Work like work on that. Yeah, like that's going to take a lot of shit to unpack. And this is one of the basic things. Like the entire Me Too movement is really based on men not knowing how to be professional with women, like be friends with women, and have those relationships of like even like subordinate or um what like um coworkerly relationships with women. (laughs) Yeah, that's like even okay. Like, let's say okay, let's say a Doctor Heavenly from Married to Medicine. She don't get into conversations, let alone conflict with men. She doesn't like when men come into the room and have anything to say about what the women are doing. She doesn't like all of that, and I understand it because of the way patriarchy is set up. That can be a very terrifying thing that somebody would have to deal with. But end of the She'll day, be like, ah, talk to my husband. Ah, right, I don't do that. But if you're not going to engage in conversation with men, then men are not going to ever know how to talk to you. And if men don't, you know what I'm saying? Like even with this, the idea of some women not allowing women to talk to their man. Like, no, there's no reason that you have a conversation with my man. Or you know what I'm saying? Even just when men force their their wives to not have conversations with other men. Basic conversations that could be about nothing. We could be talking about the weather, my nigga. You're stopping the potential 
for these friendships to develop because, and, and again, it's always a fear-based thing because y'all are afraid that this person is going to cheat on you with this other person. So it's like you are assuming sexuality in this relationship that could be budding, that could definitely be a friendship. Now, again, we're not saying this happens across the board. We know plenty of um, women who know how to be friends with men, and I know a few men who really are only like friends with women that are indeed still mm-hmm. cishet. Difference, it does happen. Difference, they had very strong women in their lives. Okay, these these cishet men have had very strong women in their lives, so and we're willing to accept the strength from those women that was imparted into them instead of rejecting it. Exactly. Therefore, they're able to sit and to be honest, this is going to be this. I mean, I'm, this is not a shocker, but it's going to feel a little hurtful. To be honest, these men know that these women are their equals. And in other cases, know that these women might indeed also be better than them. Okay? Mm-hmm. Where, again, we live in a patriarchal society that is not set up in the mind of men to, to consider women how in whatever way they show up, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, to be equal to them. Mm-hmm. That goes even until, uh, until the the greater acceptance of trans men versus the acceptance of trans women. Mm-hmm. It's trans men are foregoing this weakness, quote unquote, called womanhood and trans women are letting go of the one thing that would make them strong, which is their manhood, quote unquote. So the respect factor across the board from cis men and cis women seems to hit trans women way harder the disrespect hits trans women way harder in the open at least than it does trans men because there's a respect automatically given to masculinity and manhood okay Mm -hmm. so these trans men are in the mind of an ignorant cis man is a woman that knows better than to be a woman (laughs) you know so end of the day when you find a cis man that is able and surrounded... Like, when did you join in the winning, women, winning team? Right. When you find a cis man that is able and uh, able to hang with and nine times out of ten are surrounded because these cis men that, that I definitely uplift um, tend to also be really disgusted by men. Um, <laughs> when you find them surrounded by women and women that they're in non-sexual relationship with and in platonic friendship relationships with you see that they understand that these women are at the very least equal. And y'all might not see it, but if we could break down these levels and take away these conflations of sexuality and romance from the conversation and really split them up, again, they definitely intersect. They intersect in sexual orientation. They do not intersect in sexuality. Period. Literally, you got romance on one side of the uh, of the spectrum. You got sexuality on the other side of the spectrum, and you got sexual orientation somewhere in the middle of the spectrum. Period. So, if we can separate the conversation when we're talking about people's sexuality and and be really really strict on our language, 
because it's it's hard, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you hear people, you know what I'm saying, say certain things about how they relate to people romantically and then they start mentioning sex organs and it's like, wait a minute, like, whoa. Like, now we're talking about sexuality. Like Sabrina, for instance. Like, this is a good example. Like, the Vincent Sabrina on Netflix. Like, the character Theo, who who transi- who um transitioned from being... I don't even remember... Um, his dead, his dead, dead name, name now. Yeah. Um, Susie. Susie. But, but Theo is definitely gay. Theo definitely like like loves men, and it's like all about like all about the boys. But is a trans man, and is like strictly dickly, and that makes him gay as hell. He most I mean like his his favorite of the friends that are in that group is Harvey. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he chill with Roz. You know what I'm saying? There's the respect factor there. Yeah, Sabrina done helped him out and did all this shit. But, like, you can see the look up to-ness. You know what I'm saying? That he has with Harvey. You can see the difference in how he treats Harvey. So, like, end of the day, this this man, this trans man, is both homoromantic and now, because he's not quite transitioned yet, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if they got him on T or where that goes if if he even means to transition heterosexual that still makes him gay though i know confusing oh my god because like how can a heterosexual person be gay well because he's going to find himself with a man but he has a vagina and the men that he wants to be with have penises Controversial, hard to hear, but understand that the this is putting things in boxes because humans, for some reason, need it. And to get to a point where people are going to not be afraid of things that they don't understand, we've got to allow people to have their labels, put these labels on things that will allow themselves labels. Because some people like non-binary people and people who are pansexual and, or sexually fluid or whatever have you, don't want these labels and you just got to understand think, that they're not labeled, period. But think of it in that concept, context makes it easier to understand how someone could be heterose- like be homosexual and not gay. Or heterosexual and gay. Like, Theo is, heterosex- is like heterosexual, but gay. Right. Because you know, identity and sexuality... Not the same thing. Shit, have we have we finished this bitch early? Because I don't feel like there's much more to say. Like really, all I could give you is tips and tools at this point. Unless but even, you got like, some shit to say. But even for me, I was like kind of going back to what I was talking about earlier. It was hard for me to learn how to be friends with men because, like, all my life I was not about it, and it like really took me getting into my twenties to like have, like, meaningful relationships, like, friendships with other men. As a reminder... I mean, well, with men, period. Like... Yeah, as a reminder, Mick Sykes is a trans woman sans gender dysphoria. So it's just, like... I don't like men. <laughs> like, I feel like I enjoy having sex with men. But, like, for a long time, like, even still, like, men are terrible. Men are horrible. And it's just like, 
because I am a masculine woman, I have picked up some toxic masculinity, which I've it, 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 like like have worked and working to like from, from like my personal my personages. But women can definitely like perpetuate toxic masculinity as well. Like we're not above or beyond that because we do live in a patriarchy, and so the the grappling part for me is just like. I don't even like working with men. Honestly, like, when I would have, like, working with, like, the teacher I work with now, it took me a second to, like, get used to, like, working with a man in the classroom. Like, the great thing about being in education is a lot of times I get to work around all women and am um, supervised by women in that in that way. And that, I'm very comfortable with that. But, like, as soon as men come, like, I'm, like, heavenly, like, don't talk to me. <laughs> like don't talk to me like I don't got too much to say to you unless like I gotta check you and so <laughs> I, but I've been I've definitely been working on that and it is it is a learning process sometimes because they do speak a different language right and shit bringing up marriage to medicine <clears throat> excuse me again this is like okay there's a lot of stuff that uh, that you see floating around that I hope people understand, which is the the affection in touch and non-sexual touch specifically and touch that might even seem sexual to people like cuddling. A lot of times when you're spooning, there is some kind of genital contact that's happening depending on which genitals you're, work- you're working with and the size of such <laughs> genitals. But, <laughs> nonetheless, there's root chakra contact, contact, right? So we watching a scene from, I don't know how, how long ago it was. It was a minute ago. Um, it, was, it was like season three or season four of Married to Medicine. And Simone is barely, barely grinding up against Eugene from the back. He's li- she, he's literally in front of her. She he's the little spoon. She's the big spoon. And she there's some music on. They having fun. They drinking a bunch of beer. It's at a bowling alley. They might as well be bumping coochie. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like nothing here is happening. You know what I'm saying? But Toya is like there is a woman touching my man's body, right? But it's like if we're here, he's a doctor. She's a doctor. She knows that y'all are married. Her husband is sitting right over there. She don't want nothing to do with your man. And if she did, she's not so full of herself that she's going to do it in front of everybody, okay? This is platonic touch that is happening between men and women, a man and a woman. This is things that, these are things that a lot of cis-hetero people cannot fathom, Cannot for their life fathom. You're touching my man on the sh- on his shoulder. You're you just as a man hugged my wife. I remember Eugene literally saying that when they were when they were um, when they were letting her um when they were talking about her being there like a, a rep or something trying to like sell their company to people, mm-hmm. and they were like let's have a group hug on it. And the um, his business partner was in the middle of Eugene and her, and he was like, "Don't be hugging up on my wife now." But wait, you're in the hug too. <laughs> Even though he was joking, it's still like to say that is just you meant it. You meant that. Even men like women that have beef with their man going to strip clubs, like that woman right. is being paid for services, miss. 
That is not the same type of exchange you're getting at home. And any strip club worth its its salt is not necessarily allowing sex in the champagne room. Well, I'm not even talking about sex. So it's like I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying. Some women like a like lap dance, like a stripper touching you, smiling at men, like even being in the presence of other women's cities makes them get all up in arms. Because and they don't even think their man could be around women half-clothed, let alone <clears throat> fully unclothed, and not fuck them. And that this is true for the in regards like men don't function to be friends with women for the most part. Like there are very few men, and I'm not saying this doesn't happen at all, but like most men aren't socialized in the, a, a way to be able to truly be friends with women. And romance comes from that place first. Eros, from from a from a from a non sexual perspective comes from at least having filios with a person and being able to be like, okay, I want to spend time with you. A lot of men pretend to want to spend time with their women up until the point where getting sex from them is assured. That's not being heteroromantic. And that's why some of y'all relationships fucked up and you feel like you're going crazy hitting the wall. Like, because... There's a lot of relationships where people say, oh, like, this is my best friend. And, like, or, like, my husband is my best friend. But, like, is that true? Because I think about, like, Jack and I. And I, like, I like to spend, like, as much time as humanly possible with Jack. We have a lot of common interests. We do a lot of things together. I want to, like, go out with him, hang out with him, talk to him about certain things. Like, I see something online or TV. He's the first person I want to go, hey, like, what do you think about this? Or like, oh, you want to go and check this out? Like, I like literally enjoy his company. I Whereas, literally, I'm, I literally need a phone call during his lunch break, even if I don't feel like talking to nobody. I would rather sit there and listen to him talk in his lunch break than have from fucking six o'clock in the morning to damn near eight o'clock at night have no contact with my man. Sorry. And a lot of people don't do that. Like a lot of people, like a lot of my coworkers that are married or in relationships, they don't be talking to their partners throughout the day, or, like, they don't hang out together. They don't, like... if Even if you have, like, make time <clears throat> to go out on dates or whatever, and I feel like if that's legitimately your best friend, it wouldn't be an issue, because, like, you always, like, make time for your best friend. Period. Or want to spend time with your best friend. Now, if your best friend is not your partner, that may not inherently cause issues if y'all both have, like best friends that you're getting that from and y'all just like really in it for like companionship and like some sex but like if it's one sided right that's when you gotta have the problem there's like, gotta be equity folks like I hate to like we keep you we on this married to medicine kick but like it's good because like where you um we can use some gay relationships as models too, but like this is just easier and it's something that's easy for people to access. So like again, Cecil and Simone, oh, we really going in on them tonight. We are. But Cecil and Simone, like, she was mad at him because he had a whole woman best friend that they would go out and go golfing with, and she nearly divorced the nigga over this woman over and dinner. He, he had to agree to stop being friends with her, like. This one was over at the house for Christmas, da 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 da, and it wasn't sexual. And I believe Cecil when he said it wasn't sexual, but literally Simone is always working, and she made it clear that her practice and her job, and especially when they're filming, she's working two jobs. Right, come first. It come first, 
more than him. Like, we've been married for 27 years. You should be fine without me. But if you're legitimately my best friend, no, I'm not going to be. But the thing is, Jackie is Simone's best friend, mm. not Cecil. Mm. So she didn't feel that he's like, but no, like, Simone is literally my best friend and she doesn't want to hang out with me anymore. So I'm going to find another woman to hang out with. And you wasn't giving it, girl. Nigga had to beg you to hang out with him. And that's how we fall into these traps. Right. I'm just stuck in a shrug. There's a bunch of silent responses that I had. I'm just, like, stuck in a shrug. Because it's it's very true. Like, and she was so up in arms about it. Because you really do, for the most part, I don't care what nobody say. Like... Okay, I have Venus and Pisces for our astrologists out here. That's also called Venus Exalted. What that means, essentially, is when I find a partner, I want 100% from them, and I want to give 100% of myself to them. Meaning, like, I need to be in a relationship with somebody that's my best friend and also wants to help me take care of the household and also wants to fuck me as much as I want to fuck and also this, that, and the third. So, like... I need 100% of the shit. I still believe, in my heart of hearts, most people want to be in romantic relationship with somebody they could call their best friend. And even if you not going to... Even if somebody like Simone is not going to do the work to cultivate the friendship between their husband, him going out and finding a friend that's of a different gender than he is, a friend that is a woman, infringes... Or them being friends and their best friend, their best friendhood. Again, something she was not nurturing. But end of the day, so long as somebody isn't in that spot, she's okay. You see what I'm saying? So this is where, again, like we've just gotta define these terms so that once we define these terms, we can understand some things. A lot of y'all would feel better with the men that the, the man that y'all have if y'all understood, yeah, this nigga has romantic feelings for all of his bros. And yo, it's absolutely fine for you to have a brotherhood, man. But if you don't want to spend actual physical hours, minutes, seconds with the woman you have at home, you are romantically inclined to the niggas that you're spending time with. And that's okay. And it's fine. It's okay. But like, when she calls you out on it, you got to be clear on that and be honest. Period. And how many more of you would, as men, because really I don't feel like this is a woman thing so much, right? I feel like women um, are kind of starved for male friendship. They'd be like, yo, like, I wish we could be friends this then the third. So I'm not, so this is a lot of a man-focused conversation because it's really men that need to change and really define themselves. Mm-hmm. Women, y'all know yourselves for the most part. Niggas don't know who they are because the rules of engagement are so strict for them that they have to be what somebody else wants them to be. And that's where also being a man, where while they have privilege, is also like kind of self-imposed oppression. But we'll get into that on another and gay episode. And y'all not out of this either. At all. Because if you don't have any gay male friends, like at least a few, like y'all don't got to be like besties, but if you don't have a couple, I'm sorry, I ain't the fuck out of you. How you with Judy don't know, and don't got no Judy's? Where they do that? Because, like, what that really means, that even if you, like, have had sex with your friends, I think that's one of the great things about being gay. Like, we can, like, we can engage in sex and still be friends because we don't have as many, like, 
the rules of heteronormal activity to like adhere to. Right. Or like the like you men like if you especially if you're a homosexual like you know how to engage in friendships with men because you're socialized that way. So having sex doesn't necessarily have to like impede on the friendship. Right. So it's entirely possible. So when it doesn't happen there's a lack of something going on, whether that's related to trauma with men, whether that's, like, not, like, a situation like possibly me where you don't really know how to be friends with men because, like, you've spent so much time nurturing your femininity, but it's all about a balance. There's nothing, like, wrong, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with being a, a, a feminine gay man or an effeminate gay man or, like, a gay man that's a femme. Like, that. that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking right. about is... Recognizing the need for balance of energies in all people. And if you don't have any gay male friends, friends, how are you going to then be in like a relationship, like an actual like relationship in spirit and in truth with another man if you don't really know how to be friends? Right. Because like at the end of the day, y'all just fuck it. Right. And essentially, like I was trying to say, like... How many of you cishet men, right? And again, I'm calling you cishet on purpose. I'm not calling you straight <laughs> because, child, y'all not heteroromantic. Y- y- y'all not heteroromantic. So to me, there's something else there uh, that y'all are. Uh, cishet men would have a nigga at home that you didn't have sex with and have a girl that you fucked on a regular in some other place. How less how 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 many women's time would you not be wasting <laughs> if you would just have a roommate bro that I mean like if you were comfortable enough in your sexuality right knowing that you don't want to have sex with him y'all could sleep in the same bed and have a one bedroom that's that is big enough for both of y'all to live shit fuck it have a two bedroom if you're not so comfortable with your sexuality but. How many of y'all would be in situations that would be better for you, cause you less stress, and therefore make sure that you're not abusive to this woman you have in your house that needs your time and energy? Neglect is abuse, my nigga. That needs your time and energy and love and affection and attention that you cannot give her because you are not romantically inclined to her. And then how often does that lack of romantic inclination turn into actual physical violence? Because I'm sorry, I cannot hit you on purpose if I'm your friend. I cannot smack you or punch you or or be, you know what I'm saying, get to the point where I'm so mad that I'm going to physically hurt you. I will hurt myself first. I'll hit a wall. You know what I'm saying? If I'm so angry that I can't, that I got to strike something, I'm not going to hit you because no matter how mad you make me, my love for you, my romantic inclination to you cannot bring harm to your body. And that's why a lot of these niggas out here won't hit no man. T. T. A T. Shit. And that's the truth. And like, this is some shit, like some societal shit that we have to get over. Because I know a lot of men out there that are listening to this are just like, well, no woman, no cishet woman is going to put up with that because they don't even want to date like bisexual men. So like, but I, I would, I would be inclined to say to you, you would be surprised. Firstly. About how many women, like if you were just honest, would actually probably be down. Because a lot of them don't want to fuck with y'all like that anyway. Just give me the dick and leave. And, like, that just requires a certain amount of security in both parties. 
but also like in for women's per, in perpetuating toxic masculinity you need to give men that space like if he don't want to be romantic with you sis then you either gonna have to accept that or let that go right but the thing is, you have to, like, fellas, you got to be honest and give the woman that choice. Gay, like, whether you're gay or or the, give the man that choice. Like, you have to be honest and be real about what's going on with you. Right. So they can make that decision. Because when you, like, when you li- when you deceive someone, you take away their power. Okay. And just like you getting your, your I mean, that's, that's a word, okay? And if you love somebody, you're going to empower them with the truth. Um, if... And just like you're getting your romantic kicks rubbed elsewhere by being on the ball or on the um, on the court by being on the corner on the block smoking with your boys all day long every day. Let her have a gay Judy. Let her have a gay Judy. Let her have a, a fucking man that is hetero romantic. You know what I'm saying? First of all, like there's there's so many there's so many homosexuals that are hetero romantic. There's so many homosexual men that are hetero-romantic, that can only spend their time with women. You know what I'm saying? That are so, like, inclined to being around women and loving women and uplifting them and making sure they know they look good and making sure they feel good, you know what I'm saying, on the inside without having to touch them on the inside part. Okay? So the truth is, sis, you might need two niggas. You just might need a gay nigga and you might need a nigga, like, to, like, pipe you down every once in a while and recognize that the two are, are separate. And, like, you might not find the all-in-one. The all-in-one does exist. There are men that are, like, heterosexual and heteromantic. But, like, this is a big, wide world out there. And sexuality and romance is a huge spectrum. So, like, if you don't want to be looking for the all-in-one for the rest of your life, you might just be like, okay, listen, like, Daquan, we go shopping. We watch, like, we watch Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. Like, he cooks for me, da-da-da-da. And be happy and fulfilled with that. And then... When fucking Tyrone comes over to, like, knock you back, like, take that as it is. Okay. And you might need a stud, like, in your life just to lick your pussy right. No, Tino said. Like, for real, you might have to incorporate. Because, like, literally, like, monogamy doesn't, it doesn't work for everybody. I'm not going to say it doesn't work. Because some people say, like, oh, monogamy doesn't work. Like, it's a trap of the 20th century and the patriarchy. Which all true. But it does work for some people. Right. Some people do find that all in one. And no see no shade. Honesty, like, okay, you inviting a third into your bed is not polyamory. You inviting a third into your bed is not polygamy. Okay? It, it's not. It's not. It's you and your one partner making a decision to, and this is going to sound all kind of fucked up, but trust me when I say this is what it is. Once you have somebody that you love in your life that you want to be with forever and don't want to necessarily invite nobody else into that forever situation, it's you and your one forever partner inviting a living sex toy into your bed. That's it. This is not a person that is a part of the relationship. In any regard. They don't make no decisions right here. They don't make no decisions. They're not paying a bill. They don't get your partner's time without you. You see what I'm saying? So this is... It's it's not the same. That is still monogamy. And when y'all have an honest understanding about what each other needs... You know what I'm saying? It don't have to be a big deal. It's not a big deal. And guess what? It's fucking working. That's it. 
Because <clears throat> the people you're out here judging and saying straight, like, are weird, are doing that. Like, believe me, like, people that you see with strong relationships and they come into a room and you know that it's something, that's exactly what they're doing. Because they're secure in what they have. And that's all it is. Like, monogamy is for lit- literally for, for broke men to have a chance at women. That's all that reason exists for, so the common man can have a chance. Because there's a, there's, a, there's a woman for every man. There's not necessarily a man for every woman. Let me tell you something. He, he just spoke a word. I just was talking to my to, to my best female Judy, my best girlfriend, about this. I'm like, bitch. <laughs> Split it up, sis. Split it, it the up. fuck up, sis. Up. Like, sis, you got you as as she's you know what I'm saying, she's a little bi. So like you, your man is out there with another woman already. Pleasing her, making it do right taking care of all her bills and she's sitting at home not having to do shit but keep the house clean and guess what at some point they're gonna open that shit up and invite a third and I promise you that is yours right there that is y'all man okay the ancient world worked like that where it was like okay yeah this nigga got the good dick this nigga knows how to actually use a fucking hammer and a sword and an arrow this nigga you know what I'm saying is the one that has the juice Oh my God, look at that fucking bone structure. This motherfucker needs to have as many kids as possible. This motherfucker is the one that has what I need. And that I is coming from multiple women. And all these women are like, all right, like, let's join forces. Let's, he already paying both our bills. Like, there's no need to fight here. Let's join forces, <laughs> sis. And let's get this together. Look, we could all run, run, um, um, run one household and make it pop. That'll lighten the load for both of us. If we don't mind seeing each other naked, we can share the dick same time. If not, I got them every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You got them every Tuesday, um, Thursday, and Saturday. And then we will alternate Sundays. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, and then you got five bitches tracking one nigga's whereabouts. Wait, where's Tyrone? Oh, he like oh he's with Daniela. Like I know where he at. Like you always know where your niggas at. You don't got to worry. And then same time, <laughs> you strengthen the gene pool of the species. Niggas that do not have what it takes. B niggas, beta niggas. Niggas with low everything <laughs> don't get to fucking have children and therefore them, pass on let the their weak, bullshit. Let the weak niggas die out. Let them die out. Because another thing that we watch is the great the, the grapevine, and they have some great discussion topics. We've had some similar ones as they have, but the the be so weak. The the weak ass is so weak. A oh. lot of them. There's a couple niggas that ain't weak on there, like Donovan Mouse. Like, um, George. George, like, George. Y'all. Hi, George. Like, Mouse is great. We gotta have him on here. If like, we can get Mouse on the mouse, we looking for you, bro. Accountability, bro. But, like, a lot of them <laughs> niggas, I'm like, y'all, I hope y'all haven't procreated. And you know they have. Oh, my God. Spreading this shit for further generations. But, like, let like let the strong niggas survive. And y'all know who the strong niggas are. The strong niggas are easy to spot. They listen to women without their masculinity being tarnished. Like, suddenly when a woman is speaking, if they have to... If, if there's something that in that... Um, in that diatribe that gets agreed with, if there's something that this woman is saying that is agreeable, everything in their spirit crumbles and they have to find ways to disagree with it. And that means not actually listening to what the fuck was and said. honestly, that strong nigga could be your gay Judy. And some of y'all need to wake up and realize that, or vice versa. Some of that, like, that strong, like, 
that 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 real man you need in your life could be could be like your sis that you brunching with, or like you your female friend like you know what I'm saying, all the time and just be like, all right, nigga, like I know we, like we never gonna be in a relationship, but let's have this baby so we can like pass this shit on to somebody else. Right. And don't get pregnant by Tyrone. The end. And both of y'all could go get the dick that y'all need <laughs> on the side. Who cares? And if half of y'all would stop being afraid of bisexuality, y'all could share a nigga. I can't. Y'all, the people think that 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 polyamory or po- polygamy on the side, where a man gets multiple women, is something that benefits him, and it does. It doesn't. It it, it it's not without its benefits to the male, but sis. It's way more like if done correctly, where like it's the women controlling the relationship. It's way more beneficial to y'all. Period. So think about it as we unpack the differences between our romantic inclinations and our sexual proclivities, because end of the day they are different, and end of the day even if they match, they deserve their own box. And that box sometimes creates some kind of three-dimensional box Venn diagram where some shit comes together. But both boxes are not the same box. It's not one box with two labels. It's two boxes. Mm -hmm. Okay? So let's get that. Let's get that understood so that we can really understand each other. Because then y'all wouldn't be shitting on these men who like who who are trans attracted and calling them gay. Because you'd understand that these trans women are still women, regardless of what's between their legs. Let's start there, okay? Thank y'all so much for sitting with us under the new country. I've been Jip Jack on the blood clot attack. And I'm Mr. Sykes. Make sure you guys like, follow, and subscribe to us on YouTube, um, Instagram at the Anukai Tree. And you can also find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts as well. Check us out again next week. We're going to have a a live show um, very soon and with some great guests so you guys can call in. Thank you. And we're going to do one show where all we do is accept calls. And thank you for joining us tonight under the Anukai Tree.